So it looks like tonight Rand Paul was right all along. Dr. Fauci was not only wrong, but he knew he was wrong. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. So what was? Let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility about transmissibility among animals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals, and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. But all you, the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those okay. who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally. This committee resent, will allow the witness to. Respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator. What we're alleging is that gain-of-function research was going on in that lab, and NIH funded it. That is not. Get away from it. It meets your definition, and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. You are the one. Because there were animal viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you admit the truth. And you implying, Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses who come before this committee to respond. And, And you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual i totally resent that have and if anybody and is lying here senator it is you welcome back folks to the first and last bastion of hope that is the first amendment and the free exercise thereof. Backed up by the often attacked but unmistakable fact that is the Second Amendment, the people's constitutional right and obligation to defend the Republic as we know it. We're digging into the COVID bullshit again. Where we are, why, and what the left is doing with it in light of its abject failure in Afghanistan's withdrawal, and how the Biden administration and the Democrats have declared war on you, the hardworking free people on this big blue ball that we call Earth. The views and opinions expressed by yours truly can be abrasive, unapologetically accurate, and has been found to outrage leftists everywhere. All right, folks, first I'm going to tell you it's been a hell of a week. Uh, over the weekend, since about Friday, um, I've been working steady in getting rid of three trees that fell on Junior's mother's property a few months back. And um, now it didn't fall in our house like it like like my tree fell in mine, uh, but they were there, and um, I promised that I'd get them out of there. So it it I worked the whole weekend uh, getting that getting those three trees cut up and uh, pushed to the wood line. So. Uh, unfortunately that took me away from episode five, but I'm back 
and I'm pissed. And if I had to guess, based on the back and forth that I've seen on the book of face, if I had to guess, many of you are pissed off about Biden's latest mandate executive order about the vaccines. We're going to get into that here in this episode, but uh, welcome back to the show, folks. We're going to dig right in today, and um, today's going to be a hell of a day. Uh, I've got a lot on the pile here, and uh, I'm probably going to have to do two segments here because the web that has been weaved is wide and round, folks. These things that we're dealing with today are connected. Now, I told you in episode three that a fight was coming. Did I not? And not two weeks later, the Biden administration fired the first shots in what I consider to be an overt declaration of war against the constitutional right of Americans. And not just all Americans. I'm, I'm saying he's selectively chosen who he's going to wage this war against, the unvaccinated. And he's going to do this by executive order and using unelected bureaucracies to enforce what this administration knows damn well it doesn't have the power or constitutional authority to do. Now, I said before on the Book of Face that once governments seize power, they could use and continue to abuse those powers. They'd be hell-bent on retaining them. They wouldn't give them up. Now, we saw this with blue state governors like Governor Whitmer of Michigan. I mean, she she was one of the worst. Uh, We saw this with teachers' unions, corporate giants, the CDC. You name it, we saw it. We're living it. And if this doesn't outrage you as a free, critically thinking, and hardworking American, then you're probably one of the deranged individuals that shook their fists at the sky when Trump won the first time around. And you're probably going to challenge the sky to another fight when he wins in 2024. Okay? But anyway, so Rand Paul was right all along, wasn't he? He was right. Anyone with half a brain knew that he was right. I mean, we'd been asking these questions. I remember the YouTube videos where people were starting to rebel against these mask mandates and, you know, getting carried out of the stores, out of Walmarts and things like that. You know, I mean, there, there, were, there were people, I mean, it was, it was kind of weird because I'd watch these videos and there were actually those busybodies out there uh, that fell for this uh, whole COVID scare that were out there following people around who didn't have masks on and chastising them and calling them out for not wearing a mask. Now, in retrospect, it seems kind of stupid. It seems ridiculously hilarious because, as we all know now, even when you were wearing a mask and even if you had been vaccinated, you can still get the virus, right? But anyway, I digress. We've been asking these questions about mask mandates, vaccines, where, you know, how this flu works um, and what it does. Uh, We've been discerning the guidance using common sense, critical thinking. And I think um, for those of us who have not gotten the vaccine, for good reason, by the way, that I got into in the last couple of episodes, uh, we came to the same conclusions day by day, month by month, year by year. Executive order after executive order, mandate after mandate, that Fauci, the CDC, the WHO, the Democrat left, this administration, and all those along the downspout in our state and local officials and representatives in our state and municipalities 
who don't know dick about science but use this pandemic as an opportunity to achieve its goals, we all came to the same conclusion, right? That they were lying to us all along. And Rand Paul knows this. And that's why he called Fauci out in the hearings the way that he did. Even those who faithfully did what they did and said what they said about COVID and all that, and still do, by the way, are questioning the so-called science and integrity of the science communities working for this administration. And they should. I mean, they all should. But unfortunately, we have people who are blindly compliant and fall for this uh, data and information. I mean, people still defend this administration and everything that they're doing. It just boggles the mind. With regard to COVID, first, we, uh, first, first of all, we're at 15 days to flatten the curve. 15 days, we'll flatten the curve. Everybody just stay put. Nobody move, right? Don't wear a mask. They don't work. You know, they don't work anyway. Oh, wait, wear a mask. They work now. Stay distance. Shutdowns. Lockdowns. You have to wear a mask outdoors. And hey, if one mask works, wear two. Wear a mask before eating in a restaurant that isn't currently closed down arbitrarily by your local governments. And then when you sit down, then you can take the mask off and spoon whatever gruel, you know, you got into your face. Um, always wear a mask one hour before getting into the water at the beach. Okay. Um, when vaccines became widely available, oh God, got to get the vax. Right? Got to get the vaccine. Two shots. It'll save your life. It'll save countless lives. If you don't get vaxxed, uh, you're, you're a terrible person. You don't care about humanity. Besides, it's patriotic to get the vaccine. Oh, by the way, COVID is racist. Okay? So don't be a racist. Get the shot. The report showed that it'll, it would take uh, about 60% of the people to get vaccinated or to have gotten it and recovered from it in order to achieve this so-called herd immunity, okay? But hey, you know, Fauci's over there going, I'm Dr. Fauci, I'll do what I want. I'll just nudge them numbers right on up. I'll put that up to 80, 85%. Well, then we found out that vaccines don't prevent people from getting the Wuhan flu, right? And they're like, oh, shit, they're still getting? Because... Wasn't it Wilansky of the CDC that said if you got the vaccine, you can't get sick? It, it, you know, that you're good? That you're safe? They can still spread it? What the fuck? The vaccinated were supposed to be virtually immune from everything once they got the vaccination. Okay? I mean, shit. Oh, wait. I got it. It's the unvaccinated that are causing vaccinated people to get COVID. ha <laughs> The unvaccinated is now the enemy. They're all Trump supporters anyway, so, you know, they're giving the vaccinated the Wuhan flu. All right? Let's, let's, um, let's declare war on the American people. Cool. Let's go. Let's get lunch. Well, you know, Afghanistan happened, right? So Biden's eating crow-flavored ice creams at this point, right? And, and the more that we learn about the whole withdrawal and, and, and everything that we've seen and what's been happening since... Biden took office, you know, y'all got rightfully outraged, okay? Y'all got pissed, and I don't blame you. I'm pissed. You know, I mean, as if the economy he fucked up wasn't enough to get you pissed off at him in the first place, okay? 
after Afghanistan, and I told you this was going to sink him. But, you know, <laughs> his ratings take a kamikaze nosedive right now, right? So he's like fucked. So Joe's in the Oval Office with Saki and Blinken. You know, he's pacing back and forth. You know, what the hell are we going to do to distract the American people from the bag of dicks we gave everybody in Afghanistan? I know. Vaccine mandates. Let's do that. Mr. President, we've already said we can't constitutionally do that. We don't have the authority. I know, but fuck it. We got to do something to get people's minds off that abortion of a pullout that you told me was going to be good to go. Fuck. You know, I got important things to do. Jen, I've tried 15 of the 33 flavors at Baskin Robbins, and you told me this was going to be good as long as it wasn't Donald Trump's plan. Well, Mr. President, we just don't have the authority to mandate, you know, a national vaccine order. And then somebody in the back of the room, you know, from the Labor Department raises their hand. Hey, you know, we could use OSHA to make a rule that forces companies to have mandates for businesses that employ 100 or more employees. Who said that? Who said that? Saki's like, sir, I don't think we can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they said about the rent moratorium. And yet here we are. Sir, the Constitution. Eh, Constitution this. My dick's constitutional. This is what we're doing. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's a little over the top. You know, it's probably how it didn't go down. Okay? I mean, Joe probably didn't mention his dick in the first place. Okay? So, you know, but look, all of these measures that we've endured, okay, have been for naught. The masks, the vaccines for crying out loud, the distancing, the shutdowns, the lockdowns, all of the things that they've done have done nothing but hurt the American people. Now, as far as the vaccines go and this vaccine mandate, and I'm going to play you what he said about the vaccine mandate, okay? But in, in terms of the vaccines, okay, uh, the CDC's own numbers show that the current seven-day moving average of new deaths, okay, which is at uh, 1,047 compared with the previous seven-day moving average, 1,010, okay? So it's gone up just a tad bit, okay? Now, the deaths on their seven-day moving average in 2020, in July, okay, was at 1,214. July 10th, 2021, as of September 1st, 2021, a total of 641,725 COVID-19 deaths have been reported in the United States. Okay, so we went from uh, 2020, 1,214 total, you know, seven-day moving average to 1,047 seven-day moving average in the month of July. It, none of this has done anything. But yet the numbers, they keep adding to the numbers of dead in 2021. And if you remember my previous episode, we know that those numbers have been manipulated as well. So what, what, the, what the hell do we believe, right? You'd have thought that with all of the vaccines that are being taken out there, we'd have made a dent in this thing. But no, because it's like I said. Viruses, interestingly enough, behave just like viruses. But this is what we've been dealing with 
since day one. And people have gotten wise to what the hell it is that's, that's, that's happening here. And when you juxtapose all of this with what happened with the 2020 elections, it's, hard, it's damn hard not to see a connection. The people are just tired of the lies. They're just tired of the lies. And I think that, it, that now, the things that we know now, debunk everything that the government has been telling us since day one. Like I said, when your reason for doing all of this is based in a lie, then everything else that follows is in question. And the American people have seen enough and have endured enough to take a look at what's been happening, what the government has been doing, and they know that this is all horseshit. Now, as far as the vaccines go, Biden wants to put into an executive order ordering OSHA the ability to create a rule out of thin air that would force companies, no matter, no matter what kind of company, private businesses, to basically mandate vaccines, require that their employees get vaccines, or they must submit to testing every week, or they must be fired. Now, who's going to pay for all that? What, what, what's going to happen with the cost of having to do that? You think the government's going to pay for that? No, I don't think so. Somehow, somebody else is going to pay. But even, even putting that aside, okay, the government is assuming a role that is reserved to the states, okay? It's just like I, when I quoted Milligan ex parte. The president and the executive branch does not assume or cannot be clothed in the robes of states, you know, the states' rights. And yet this is what he's doing. It's unconstitutional. It's wrong, and it will be challenged. But in the meantime, this, they're going forward with this thing. Now, this violates the constitutional freedoms and liberties and right of the American worker. The American worker should not have to submit to this in order to ensure a living, to make a living. This is tyranny at its core, but yet this is what they're going to do. And to be honest with you, I don't even think corporations or businesses, certainly your medium size and smaller businesses, certainly they can't be for this because this is going to place an undue burden on them, for one. And for two, the American citizen has the absolute right to decide what gets injected into their body. Absolutely. And that's why this whole thing is unconstitutional. But let me, let me just play you what Joe Biden said in his speech. I'm going to play you a couple of clips uh, of what Biden said during his uh, edict from the podium. But before I do, I'm going to take a break. I'm at uh, about 20 minutes right now into this segment. And uh, we've got a lot of information to go through. We've definitely got the key portions of Joe Biden's speech regarding his six-point plan to enforce the vaccine mandates and to battle COVID. 
and I'm gonna go through that line by line and clown the shit out of them. So when I come back, we'll do that. Uh, we'll get into all of that, and then I'm probably gonna have to have another segment entirely uh, with Afghanistan because that's also something that I want to talk about. You know as well as I do that everything that this president has touched since the day he has taken office has crashed and burned. And that's because everything that they do is predicated on a lie, okay? Uh, and that includes COVID in Afghanistan, and we're going to get into it. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to smoke because that's what I do. I smoke. You know, one of these days I'm going to quit. Somebody's going to call me out on that, and I'm, I'm going to have to quit. Uh, I already know i got to quit. All right? I'm, I'm, I'm old, and I need to quit smoking. But for now, I love it. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do, and um, I'll be back. So what are you doing these days for employment, you 20-somethings out there? What are you doing? Are you working at McDonald's or some other restaurant out there? Are you sweeping floors at the metal shop or the water treatment plant? Haven't gotten that high on the employment skills ladder and you're still delivering newspapers to the one section of town that still reads them? Or maybe you're in college and are working a part-time job to make things work. I don't know. You may ask yourself, what are you doing? Well, my financially strapped and labor skills deficient friend, I've got to tell you, don't let these things get you down. Now, we all know that where we are today with the high costs of gas, food, clothing, and housing, that's all Joe Biden's fault. And another three years of waiting for him to coherently put together a good strategy to boost the economy and complete a sentence is going to be agonizing. But you're working at ground zero. You're starting your search for something meaningful. You're working a masterpiece, and the canvas is clean. What you paint it with is entirely up to you. Because while you're working those low-paying jobs and scraping by, most likely, you're doing a job that no one else wants to do. You're the guy. And when you're doing a job that no one else wants to do, it's easy to forget that it's still an important job. And one more rung on the ladder to success. You get in there and you do the damn thing. And though it may be hard to do, have a good attitude when you're mopping the floors and taking out the trash. Once you master that routine, there's a million other things no one else wants to do. and that no one else knows how to do. You work that new thing into your work routine, and the next thing, and then the next, and before you know it, people are taking notice. Other workers notice how good the place looks. Your boss starts seeing some light at the end of the tunnel on those things that he couldn't get done. And now, you own a lot of good things that make the company go. It may not be glamorous or pay the best in the beginning, but soon enough, with the right attitude, the boss is going to wonder what other magic you got going on. And brother, magic can pay well. So when you show up for work, shaved, showered, and not looking like you just got back from smoking crack and drinking Old English over the weekend, people notice. Make whatever it is they've entrusted you to do all yours. Paint the good picture as you climb your way to each success and then sign your name to it like you're signing a work of art, baby. Because that's what each success should be. And that's what you are. A masterpiece in progress. Now go out there and get them, Tiger. And try not to mess up my order in the drive-thru. Can we do that? 
And we're back, folks, for another opinionated, in-their-faces breakdown of the left's attempt to divide and conquer the American spirit and the truth. And if you're listening to this show, then you have taken a crucial step and have decided to take a stand against radical policies predicated on the lies and distortions that Democrats will use to subjugate you with. We're not going to let them do it. Not going to let them do it. So, we're going to dig into the president's speech, and I've got to say, there's quite a few people in the social media and podcast broadcast world that's of the mind that this speech was not only designed to distract us from Afghanistan, but that it was the most divisive speech a sitting president has ever made. Now, I I don't know about that. I I remember Obama saying some pretty uh, divisive things, leading us into the next era of racial and class division in this country. But, okay, uh, this one was pretty divisive. And it it was pretty much the in-your-face, damn the Constitution and individual liberty we've all come to recognize in the leftist party, coming from the leftist party. I want to go through this speech and point out the hypocrisy and the incompetence and the outright lies that have come from this president. And I want to convey what it is that I've been seeing and hearing from virtually everyone who's heard this speech. So let's get into it. Uh, Here are some of the highlights of the speech we should all be paying attention to. Let's go. Good evening, my fellow Americans. I want to talk to you about where we are in the battle against COVID-19, the progress we've made and the work we have left to do. And it starts with understanding this. Even as the Delta variant 19 has COVID-19 has been hitting this country hard, we have the tools to combat the virus. If we can come together as a country and use those tools, if we raise our vaccination rate, protect ourselves and others with masking, expanded testing, and identify people who are infected, we can and we will turn the tide on COVID-19. All right, let's, so, so let's stop right there, okay? Uh, this is about what you'd expect as an opener to a speech coming from the president. Right. My fellow Americans, yada, yada, yada. Look, just stop it, Joe. Okay, just stop it. Because in a second, as you'll hear, he's going to start talking about anything but fellow Americans. Okay, and he's going to start bashing you over the head with his threats to his fellow Americans. But the part about raising the vaccination rate, expanding testing and identifying the infected, enabling us to turn the tide on COVID-19. Let me say this. So far, according to Our World in Data, which is a a data and tracking site, the total number of doses given in the United States is at 381 million. Okay, that's the number of doses. People that have been vaccinated stands at 179 million. The U.S. population as of 2019 was at 328 million. You can round that up to 330. And I've seen some numbers estimate uh, somewhere around 332 million. But if you go at 328 to 330, you've got about 151 million unvaccinated people. He's talking about affecting 80 million to 100 million with this new mandate. Okay. Now, if you get to, if you get to 80 million that you want vaccinated done, 
That leaves 71 million people unvaccinated. Who are those guys? Medical conditions that preclude them from getting the vaccination? Is that what they are? I mean, what are you going to do with those people, right? And if 80 to 100 million Americans don't want an experimental vaccination or therapeutic, we really need to call it a therapeutic because that's what it is. But for purposes, I'm going to call it the vaccination and the vax, okay? Just understand that it's a therapeutic, okay? And I'll explain that later, okay? So if you've got 100... Uh, you know, about 80 to 100 million Americans who don't want the experimental vaccination, then 179 million people who have been vaccinated shouldn't give a rat's ass about the unvaccinated because they're protected, right? They're protected. Protected. What they mean to tell you is that as a vaccinated person, your chances of getting severely ill have been reduced exponentially. Your chances of dying quite frankly, are almost zero. I can't even find any data that indicates that a vaccinated person has died from anything other than the actual vaccine. But that's a whole nother ballgame. We'll be talking about that as well later on. Trust me, it's coming, okay? And you'll notice that I, that I talk a lot about uh, the protection of the vaccinated uh, and his statements about protecting the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. I'm going to go back and forth with this protection thing. You're going to hear it a bunch of times, so uh, buckle up, okay? Stupid guy. It'll take a lot of hard work. It's going to take some time. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. You might be confused about what is true, what is false about COVID-19? All right, I got to stop it here. I'm going to be doing this a bunch of times because everything that comes out of this guy's mouth, you know? So he talks about hard work and time, okay? You mean like the hard work and time that medical professionals, doctors, and nurses put in when there was no vaccine? Risking their own lives to care for the positive cases who you now want to have fired for refusing this experimental therapeutic hard work and time. Is that what you mean? Is that the hard work and time that you mean? Or do you mean hard work and time as in it's going to take more time and hard work for us to shred the constitution in order to force the people to become desperate enough to violate their consciences and common sense and be forced to get this shot. Is that the more hard work and time that you mean, Joe? He says, many of us are frustrated with the 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated. Why? Why are you vaccinated people frustrated with those who are not? You're vaccinated. You're good to go, right? I mean, those of us who are healthy and unfazed by this Wuhan flu or know we can recover from it are pretty fucking frustrated with all the draconian measures and mandates that you people placed and continue to place on the majority of the people who don't need the shot or don't want it. We're pretty fucking frustrated, Joe, with all the lies and scare tactics and measures that locked down and shut down and damaged our economy. We're pretty fucking frustrated over the lies and anti-scientific bullshit that you passed off as science 
in order to affect an election. We're pretty frustrated over you people in like the teachers unions and the CDC who let the union write the COVID policy that affected our children for the benefit of the so-called teachers who either don't want to work, go to work, or if they do go to work, they want to be able to indoctrinate our kids against us on a whole range of topics to include COVID and these vaccinations. If you want the vaccine, by all means, get it good for you. If you want to wear a mask, by all means, wear it. But I'll be damned if I'm going to subject myself to, or my kid to this and acquiesce to your fear that you might get the flu. Your fear does not run this country, and neither do these fascists who seek to control all of us. And he's saying we might be confused about what's true and what's false about COVID-19. No. No, we're not, Joe. Not anymore. But even if anyone is still confused, who caused all that confusion? Why wouldn't the people know what the reality of this flu is? Could it be because you and Fauci and the politically compromised institutions in our government are completely incompetent and chooses not to understand the science and practical application of it on the ground with real doctors and real nurses and real scientists? Could it be because you want to affect your political objectives as you did in 2020? Hmm? Could it be that? Could it be because you're, you've removed real doctors and experts and those who understand real science from social media platforms and colluded with those platforms to do so, even though we discovered Fauci and the CDC were lying the whole time? Could that be it, Joe? Hmm? When I became president, about 2 million Americans were fully vaccinated. Today... Over 175 million Americans have that protection. Before I took office, we hadn't ordered enough vaccines for every American. Just weeks in office, we did. The week before I took office on January 20th of this year, over 25,000 Americans died that week from COVID-19. Yeah, 179 million Americans have been vaccinated, right? That's roughly 55% of the population. The original CDC number uh, that came out where they said that, you know, the number that they needed to achieve herd immunity was around 60%. Fauci had been saying 70%, just out of nowhere. Then he arbitrarily moved that goalpost up and out to about 85%. And that only accounted for what was needed if people were vaccinated right? It never accounted for the already recovered who have T-cell and B-cell immunities. He claims that a week before taking office, 25,000 Americans died from COVID-19 that week. The, the WHO claims that those were presumed and probable and confirmed numbers at 31,000. Considering that the CDC was telling medical professionals to count any case where COVID was present and lists the cause of death as COVID when it was likely or presumed, you really got to wonder, folks. You really got to wonder. Bullshit. And then three months before I took office, our economy was faltering, creating just 50,000 jobs a month. 
We're now averaging 700,000 new jobs a month in the past three months. Yeah, so here's the deal with the economy, okay? Since January, the U.S. economy has added 1,572,000 jobs, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. And it's true that this is the most jobs created in the first 100 days of any presidency since records began in 1939. But this job growth comes from a low base point, given that in April last year, unemployment hit its highest level since the Great Depression of the 1930s. More than 22 million jobs were lost in the space of two months due to coronavirus. But in contrast to Mr. Trump's first few months, President Biden has benefited from a sharp rebound in economic activity after the contraction caused by the pandemic. He's able to quote these numbers because they're counting those who've returned to work. They're not new jobs. Okay, he says, the three months before I got here, our country was creating roughly 60,000 jobs a month. We've been creating on average 500,000 jobs per month. Well, that's horseshit. The latest job numbers for April were less than predicted when just 260-some thousand jobs were added to the, to, to the job market. The economy continued to bounce back from COVID under President Biden, okay, when he came into office. It was still bouncing back from that initial. More than 530,000 jobs were added in February, uh, and it looks like possibly 770,000 in March. Now, again, how many of those jobs were returning after having been off work in the initial stages of the pandemic. In the final few months of the Trump presidency, job growth was around 63,000 a month on average. The economy gained millions of jobs in Mr. Trump's final nine months in office following the initial COVID pandemic. Um, It peaked at almost 5 million in June. But towards the end of his tenure, job growth dipped as infections started to rise again, right? And some states reimposed COVID restrictions. So again, that caused another downturn. Economists expected this number to rise again in April after a huge stimulus package proposed by Biden. And it was passed by the U.S. Congress in March. There's still more than 8 million fewer jobs in the U.S. than when the pandemic began. So without the pandemic, you wouldn't have this up and down. And from my perspective, in reading the information, Biden is bullshitting you once again because all these jobs that he's claiming he's created, uh, many of those are jobs, you know, people that are returning to jobs that they lost during the initial stages of the pandemic and throughout the COVID restrictions in a lot of states. Okay? So once again, I'm calling horse shit. While the vaccines provide strong protection for the vaccinated, we read about and hear about and we see the stories of hospitalized people, people on their deathbeds among the unvaccinated over the past few weeks. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. 
and it's caused by the fact that despite America having unprecedented and successful vaccination program, despite the fact that for almost five months, free vaccines have been available in 80,000 different locations, we still have nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. Yeah, so here's a little interesting fact for you. Uh, Various counties in Maryland, uh, they're finding that hospitalizations of vaccinated people account for as much as 40% of the cases that are hospitalized. We now know that the vaccinated will be infected when in contact with the virus or with the infected person, whether they be vaxxed or not, right? The unvaccinated, uh, there is zero data that suggests that the unvaccinated is causing COVID to spread. And in fact, the data indicates that the vaccinated get it and spreads it just like any unvaccinated person. But okay, let's not let that get in the way, huh? Let's not that information get out there. All right, we already know it. I mean, everything this guy is saying is just, it's, it's cherry picking. It's designed to, to make them look good or to scare and divide the country. That's cherry picking. And to make matters worse, there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. Instead of encouraging people to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues for the unvaccinated dying from COVID in their communities. This is totally unacceptable. I'll tell you what it is. This is pure D horseshit. All right. Virtually all of the Republicans out there are advocating for people to get the vaccine. What they're doing is allowing the American people to make the choice. And I've already covered the fact that the overwhelming majority of the population is healthy. You know, they're not medically compromised. Um, And these individuals can either get the vaccination or not. Okay, this flu still has a 99.8% recovery rate across the board. And even those who get it and have not been vaccinated recover after, what is it, two, two weeks, three weeks, maybe tops. And they acquire a natural immunity, which is scientifically proven to be more effective than any therapeutic or any booster, anything. Bottom line If you want to get the shot, get it. But if you don't, you assume the risk. And you shouldn't be divorced from society in every meaningful way because of your choice to not get a shot. The unvaccinated is not the cause of COVID-19, nor are they the reason that it lingers and mutates and spreads, even to the vaccinated, to be spread further by even the vaccinated. All right? This is just, this is just, hyperbole this is this is just this is bullshit what else can i call it it's bullshit third if you wonder how all this adds up here's the math the vast majority of americans are doing the right thing nearly three quarters of the eligible have gotten at least one shot but one quarter has not gotten any that's nearly 80 million americans not vaccinated and a country as large as ours, that's 25% minority. That 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals or overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units. 
leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. So here's where we stand. The path ahead, even with the Delta variant, is not nearly as bad as last winter. But what makes it incredibly more frustrating is that we have the tools to combat COVID-19 and a distinct minority of Americans, supported by a distinct minority of elected officials, are keeping us from turning the corner. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are, are, make, are making people sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of Americans who have done their part and want to get back to life as normal. As your president, I'm announcing tonight a new plan to require more Americans to be vaccinated to combat those blocking public health. My plan also increases testing, protects our economy, and will make our kids safer in schools. Now, first of all, you witless wonder. The distinct minority of Americans that you refer to, we know what you're saying. Supported by a a distinct minority of elected officials, we know what you're saying there, too. The idea that Republicans and conservatives and the elected officials that represent them, the ones that you're singling out, are the cause of sickness and causing the unvaccinated to die is repulsive, and it's completely untrue. And in fact, if you want to play the blame game here, look no further than Anthony Fauci, the NIH, NIAID, and the Chinese for the fact that we have Wuhan flu in the first place. We can't allow these actions to stand in the way of the large majority of Americans who've done their part and want to get back to life as normal. The only thing that prevents people from getting back to normal is government interference in their lives. The Republican states like Florida have been back to normal. In countless majority red states and counties, life is back to normal. Yeah, they still have COVID cases, but everything in life, pretty much when you compare them to blue states, is back to normal. And the majority of people in those counties or states have very little interest in getting the vaccines when compared to blue states. Back to normal? Look at every blue state in the country. You know, those states that are run by Democrat leftists. Those blue states have wrecked economies and some of the most restrictive mandates and measures out there with regard to masks and vaccines and every other measure that they have in place. Life for those people in those states is not back to normal. And it's not the fault of the people. It's the fault of those governors. And people are wise to that. You think that an American's choice is standing in the way of the vaccinated? What the hell? What do the vaccinated have to worry about? I've asked this over and over again, and I know it sounds repetitive, and it is repetitive. But if the vaccines are as effective as you think they are, and there's plenty of data indicating that vaccinated people suffer exponentially less with COVID and for less time, Uh, from the symptoms of COVID-19 than the unvaccinated. Then what in the powder blue fuck are they worried about? Why are you and they so intent on forcing the rest of us to get an injection? It, It makes absolutely no... You're not making any sense, Joe. Kids safer in schools? 
you and everyone else saying that, you know, this is going to make kids safer in schools, you're lying, okay? You're just absolutely lying. Not because children are getting COVID and becoming severely ill or dying, all right, but because they aren't. 4.2 million children have tested positive for COVID. 0.008% of that have died. 480 to 500 uh, kids died from influenza in 2018-2019 alone. That's more than the number that have died in almost two years with COVID. The hell are you talking about? We can't allow these actions to stand in the way of... Are you kidding me? First... We must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. Of the nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So the time for waiting is over. And here's one of the biggest bullshit lies. I mean, that's a lie. That's a lie. That, that right there is a bold-faced lie. All of the vaccines in the U.S. right now are still under EUA, emergency use authorization only. Not a damn one of them have been approved here in the United States. Pfizer isn't even out of phase three clinical trials for the U.S. vaccines. Now, the FDA did approve a Pfizer vaccine that is used by one of their partners in Europe, and that vaccine isn't available in the U.S. So every vaccine is still an investigational therapeutic slash vaccine. What does that mean? Well, wait no further, folks, because I'm going to tell you exactly what that means. Not that you need to be told because you can think for yourself. You're not dumb, right? But for those of us who live here in in the sticks and in the county, here's what it means. This means that this is an experimental therapeutic to search for and ascertain the facts. Investigatory. A search for the truth, which Biden and Fauci and the rest of them isn't giving you. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. The people you work with. The people you care about. The people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor... Is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. 
We're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. And see, here's the thing with that, right? Health facilities and hospitals are going to require this because he's saying it. And this is already causing and is going to cause a bigger exodus of nurses and doctors from the system, which is leading to a shortage of these professions, which is causing hospitals to turn away or postpone procedures like, you know, uh, giving birth because of the shortages that Biden is causing with his mandates. Now, by the way, uh, his reference to the Department of Labor using OSHA to develop an emergency rule that, were, that, that requires vaccines for employees, I have since learned from one of my favorite podcasters in all the world, Liz Wheeler. If you haven't heard her, tune in, find her. She, it, it, she's awesome, okay? Uh, turns out that there's an emergency temporary standard that OSHA can use to temporarily affect a safety measure where a grave danger to the workforce exists. And I'll tell you, absent the specific information about the work environment, the demographics of that environment, the specific threat to the employees, um, and to be sure, not all workers are in danger of getting COVID or dying from it if they do get it. It's going to be kind of difficult to affect something that identifies the workforce as being in grave danger. And since this is a temporary measure, this is, this is only meant to be a temporary measure uh, versus a permanent one, which must be voted on by Congress. The measure that OSHA applies, which would be the vaccine in this case, can only be temporary. There's just one small problem here. The vaccines are permanent. mRNA therapeutic type injections are forever. And not only that they would have to make a threshold finding that the workplace is so unsafe with risks of s serious injury or death uh, to the workforce that it required OSHA to affect changes in practices on a permanent basis, which would change the way the Department of Labor would have to go about this, of course. But you can see the problem here, okay? So that's problem one there. Problem two not only, not only do, we, do we have that to deal with, but OSHA already has a problem. Or more accurately, we should have a problem with OSHA because it's violating and not enforcing its own pre-pandemic rule that states that if employers make vaccines a requirement to employment, then that employer must record any and all side effects of that vaccine. Now, OSHA sidestepped this rule. And they came out recently and said, yeah, well, we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, we'll, we'll just not do that. Which, of course, demonstrates to the American public that OSHA, uh, like many, if not all of these agencies, uh, is a completely politically compromised agency. It's in the tank for Joe Biden's authoritarian regime. Okay? If we're to take Joe Biden and his word and believe that the vaccines do protect you and reduce the risk of serious illness and death, then how can OSHA claim that it's necessary for a company to require all of its employees to be vaccinated if they have, say, only 20 or 30 or even 50 people that are vaccinated? I mean, if you have any workers that are vaccinated and you have to go in and protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated, then I would be inclined to think that your so-called vaccine sucks, okay? 
I mean, just pure and simple. It sucks. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced we'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million health care workers. If you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. Simple, straightforward, period. Next, I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated. All. I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your workforce. And next, I will sign an executive order that will now require Jesus, H, God, you know, Okay, so he, 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 if you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your work. Well, apparently this didn't apply to Congress or the Senate, and it almost didn't apply to the United States Postal Service. But the backlash there caused the government to apply this also to the USPS. You know, if you're so damn animate about keeping Americans safe by forcing this dictatorial regime to the American people— then why haven't you applied this to the southern border, for God's sake? Why are we finding newly arrived Afghans in this country, whose identities, by the way, are not vetted, and uh, whether they actually worked with the U.S. military and government is not completely known? If we're so damn worried about COVID, what about the southern border, and what about these newly arrived refugees from Afghanistan that you brought in because of your own lack of planning and bullshit withdrawal from Afghanistan. Why aren't we applying all this to that? He's also said that he's going to require all nursing home workers to get the vaccines um, if they treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because he has that federal authority. Ooh, he has that federal authority. Well, uh, um, something that I learned while perusing through the tube of you, I have learned that the Supreme Court ruled some time ago that the federal purse strings attached to a government program can't be used to coerce someone to relinquish their individual rights as citizens. Now, like I said, I learned that from the on the tube of you. Um, not sure what this guy's name is, but he, he, he's a pretty smart guy. I've listened to two of his videos. He goes by the name of Dr. Reality. <laughs> Dr. Reality. Uh, sounds like he, sounds like he, he could be a, like a good guy on Austin Powers or something. Dr. Reality. I'm Dr. Reality. Tra la la. All right. I'm telling you folks. I've been digging for as much information on this as I can to get at the truth, to point to the line in the sand, okay? Because this is plain and simple tyranny. This is another shredding of constitutional right and liberty. And when I told you that a fight was coming, I meant it. 
we're going to see it in the courts. And if you remember when Biden said that he was going to send trusted people to advise you and persuade you to get the shot at your doorstep, on your porch, it kind of makes you wonder who he'll send to enforce all of these unconstitutional mandates and orders that he's pushing down your throat right now. And tonight, I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No one should lose pay in order to get vaccinated or take a loved one to get vaccinated. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. He's removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. He's going to make sure that uh, workers get paid time off to get vaccinated. All right. I I don't know if that's going to be covered. You know, is the federal government going to pay that or is the company going to pay that? I mean, it would seem like this be another cost. In addition to the testing that they would have to do, uh, the possible fines that they would incur, this, this would be another cost to be incurred by private businesses, small businesses even, mid-sized businesses, whose profit margins are limited as it is, and whose costs have increased due to your reckless handling of our economy and paying workers to stay at home with your enhanced unemployment benefits, you moron. And then he says, my message to unvaccinated Americans is this. Your patience is wearing thin? You think your patience is wearing thin? I think you need to take the pulse of about 100 million Americans who are sick and tired of these draconian fascist measures and mandates that you're forcing on them. Their lives, their businesses, their financial and mental well-being is affected by everything that's been done to this point And the data demonstrates that nothing that has been done by the government has helped. And yet you threaten them and continue to make their lives unlivable. And now you're turning everyone against them and damning the constitutional liberties and rights Americans have inherited from our fathers who fought and died for them. Your patience is wearing thin. You have no idea how thin the patience is among Americans right now. But just don't take it from me. Listen to the voices of unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds, taking their final breath, saying, if only I'd gotten vaccinated. If only. It's a tragedy. Please don't let it become yours. The second piece of my plan is continuing to protect the vaccinated. For the vast majority of you, who've gotten vaccinated. I understand your anger at those who haven't gotten vaccinated. I understand the anxiety about getting a breakthrough case. But as the science makes clear, if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected from severe illness. 
even if you get COVID-19. Do I really need to rehash this subject? Do I really need to go through this again? I mean, I think you, you got it, right? Yeah, you got it. In fact, recent data indicates there is only one confirmed positive case per 5,000 fully vaccinated Americans per day. You're as safe as possible. And we're doing everything we can to keep it that way. Keep it that way. Keep you safe. That's where boosters come in. The shots that give you even more protection than after your second shot. You know, and here's something that's even better. It's called natural immunity. That's, that's, that's a lot better. But, um, but, oh my God, look at the time. I'm about one hour and four minutes into this thing. And uh, I've still got a little bit to go, folks. Now, look, I know I'm playing more than just a few clips of this speech. But I'm telling you, the more I listened to it, the more I felt uh, compelled to put virtually all of the speech into into this podcast. Because everything that comes out of his mouth, yeah, I, I feel compelled to address. Because the lies, the distortions, even some of the truths that he's thrown in this thing is being used against you. And what the left seeks is to diminish your individual liberty and freedom and to suppress you so that they can do the same thing that they did in 2020. And they'll keep pulling these tricks as long as we let them. So don't go away. Don't go anywhere. Segment two will be here before you know it. One hour and five minutes into this thing, and I've got to give my voice a rest. So uh, enjoy this podcast. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, Look for episode five, segment two, here in the next couple of days. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for segment two of episode five of The Last Stand.